Watch podcast. My name is Stephen Buger, and with me, as always, is Alex Riviello. Hey, we, this time. we did it. Hey, we are a team. <laughs> we are united. Alex, great to have you uh, here. How are you doing? I'm uh, pretty good. Very good today, actually. Not too, not too shabby. Just uh, except for the, all these technical difficulties because uh, of my laptop just completely exploding on me. Yes. Or more, more accurately, me exploding my laptop and trying to do some. Uh, technical work to fix it i ended up uh completely obliterating it alex what have we and told I, you about tr- about trying to do technical stuff on the computer yeah it's i mean i'm good writing. at taking things apart <laughs> just not too much putting them back together that's that's kind of my that's where my limits are alex for you computers are for writing list articles for various freelance <laughs> websites that's what they're there for okay listicles that's what we like List- just okay. listicles just just nothing but nothing but but i know the, uh, your favorite word i love it so, and we have such stories behind those. Anyways, <laughs> you are tuned into Oscar Watch, and this is the episode on Rain Man. I know some of you were perhaps expecting Patton. That has been pushed back a little bit because we have a very special guest that I can't wait to tell you about, but it's, he's going to have to remain a bit more of a secret for the time being. But trust me when I say that I am super, super excited about having him on the show, this this guest, and it will, I think, very much enrich the conversation about Patton. So, Alex and I, we rolled the dice again, and we came up with the 1988 film Rain Man, directed by Barry Levinson, starring Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise. And I must say, Alex... I hadn't seen this movie in a while, but I remember I remembered really enjoying it, although not necessarily getting why it won Best Picture. What is your history with it? Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know if I've actually seen the whole thing or if I've just seen it on, like, you know, Channel 11 as a kid, something like that, you know, <laughs> and a complete edited version. I feel like I haven't seen the full thing, or at least uh, it's been so long that I, I barely remember any of it. Um, I mean, I was, we were, well, I was six when this came out, so, uh, it definitely wasn't until VHS. Let me cut down on the definitely as while we're talking today. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely, it wasn't, it wasn't, definitely on VHS. Definitely on VHS. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't until I was a teen. So it, it also probably wasn't exactly the right, uh, age or maturity to see this film. Still probably not the right maturity, but, right. uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, I, I definitely, uh, this is de- <laughs> This might be the first time I sat down and, and then watched the whole thing, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I it was interesting. It was, it was definitely <laughs> my. Um, it's been a while. I think I definitely saw it on definitely. God, I'm be saying that the whole time. I know. I saw it. Yeah, Well, about that, my my dad, because um, as you know, we grew up basically talking in movie quotes. But mm-hmm. he would always, you know, he would always say, you know, I'm, I'm an excellent driver, definitely, an definitely an excellent driver. Like that, he, mm-hmm. he would do that mm-hmm. that little shtick with a lot of different things, and it was it's, it's definitely very classic. Definitely, it's, classic. it's, it's <laughs> definitely is. It, no, it's <laughs> it's one of those things that stuck with the with with the world, uh, probably more than most from this. Except yeah, for, uh, yeah, definitely. I I was surprised by like how much. Pop culture has sort of been influenced. Maybe not like a ton of pop culture, yeah. but there's been a, a few things. There, you know, like any anytime you go to uh, a Vegas now, you have to have the scene of the two guys like going down the escalator. Like I think that was yeah. in the Hangover, the first Hangover movie. They had a whole yeah. homage to that thing with the uh, I- yeah. I- even they even made played. a mention. And then they say to do a Rain Man or something like that with yeah. the whole yeah with his yeah. counting cards thing. Yeah, and to do and to yeah to do a Rain Man, it's to yeah, to count cards. Yeah, to count cards or have some sort of like very special, unique skill uh, yeah. about, about things. So it's uh, it's a surprisingly effective, uh, not well, not necessarily effective, well-remembered movie for various reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. And we will get into our thoughts and feelings on 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 everything about how the how the movie is later on in the show, as as you know that. Uh, in the meantime, though, so it's um, Barry Levinson who also who pre who previously directed 
The Natural. The year before, he had directed Gordon, Good Morning Vietnam, leading, uh, giving Robin Williams his first uh, Oscar nomination. Natural, of course, was with uh, Robert Redford. Great movie about baseball. Uh, this was one of his many collaborations with Dustin Hoffman. I think this might have been the first. He also did the just absolutely wonderful Wag the Dog. And I think, I think, I believe he was also in Sleepers because literally everyone was in Sleepers. Seriously, folks, if you need, ever need a six degrees of Kevin Bacon, go through Sleepers. Sleeper, just go through Sleepers. <laughs> Everyone's in it. Everyone from the 90s is in it. It's, you're, you're, you're fine. And, um, Alex, can you give us, uh, what's, what is Rain Man about? For those of you who don't know, uh, it's pretty okay. It's it's just probably about the really big asshole uh, Tom Cruise. He plays uh, he plays a character whose uh, his name Tom is Charlie Cruise. Babbitt. He's uh he's 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 a per- Cruise is perfect in this role. He's definitely he plays his character so well. Uh, he's he's kind of this car dealer. It's we see him as he's uh, importing Lamborghinis, uh, being pulled off a ship, and he's kind of trying to, to to you know he's talking on the phone. He's a very smooth talker, and you can tell he likes his money, likes nice things, all this stuff. Uh, in the middle of all this, uh, he and his girlfriend find out that his father has just died and left his fortune, his three million dollar fortune, to some unnamed heir or a uh, beneficiary, and he doesn't know who it is and he goes and hunts it down and he finds it goes off to this uh this mental institution and he finds out that he has an older brother he didn't know about and he finds out then uh that's when dustin dustin often comes in and he finds out that he has an autistic older brother that this family never spoke of and uh and he proceeds to kidnap him and extort the money yeah, no, and, and try to extort the money out of the uh, the people who, who were taking care of him or were in charge of his, his money, because he he realizes he finds out from them that that he doesn't ex- understand the concept of money, and he thinks it's it's a little nonsense that his that his older brother who doesn't even know existed and had nothing to do with his father, uh, even though even though Tom Cruise's character himself isn't had, doesn't have, hadn't uh, had a very bad. Uh, very bad relationship with his father as well, and they hadn't talked in a very long time. Anyway, so it, it turns into kind of a road trip movie where they go along because uh, Dustin Hoffman doesn't want to drive back because uh, of course he he gets completely overwhelmed. Like uh, he's like a lot a lot of sensory issues. Um, he barely knows what's going on half the time. He's he's, he's uh, you know considering high high functioning, but he's definitely uh, <laughs> definitely again. Uh, he's 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 definitely got got issues as far as far as you know getting on the world. He likes his his uh, routines. Yes, any so. change in it, yeah, and, and any change in it is just completely terrifying to him. So uh, his brother, I mean, brother doing this is just just basically the worst thing that could happen to him and takes him completely out of his element. Uh, tries to put him on an airplane. He doesn't have anything. He, he has a freak out in the airport. And they end up uh, traveling back home from Ohio to uh, L.A. And uh, you know, uh, it's 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 an interesting movie because it's all about kind of Tom Cruise uh, almost learning what it is to be human. I think that's basically right. like the ultimate theme of the film is just yeah. uh, him bro- learning what it's like to be a good person and have a brother and have a family kind of yeah. thing. They're both they're both introverted people. Um, Dustin, mm-hmm. H- Dustin Hoffman's Raymond character is a very you know he's like he's literally trapped within himself and he can't do anything about it so it's up to charlie to tom cruise to have the emotional arc of starting to care about something other than himself because his brother is literally not capable of doing that yeah dustin Dustin hoffman he uh he was on he signed on to this project for years there were it went through several directors including steven spielberg Sidney Pollock and Martin Brest. Uh, and it's so he was, he did a deep dive into this. He was fought, he was following, he he's following people with autism. He, it's based, it's partly based on this other person's life. He did a whole bunch of research and he was rightfully rewarded, I think with the best actor Oscar and I do, and we'll, and we'll we'll get into this, but I do think he he opened he opened the stage for this kind of acting to become the sort of Oscar acting, and I look forward to talking about that. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Uh, one correction for for you, if I may, uh, the, oh. it's it's not considered. I know this from from uh, a lot of uh, friends, and parents, stuff like that. Uh, it's considered. You you say that. 
people who are autistic. It's not people with autism because they cut it, it's kind of that's kind of seems like they have a disease or something. Right. It's like no, the people are born. Yeah, it's like this like this terminology that um, yeah, people who are t- autistic who uh, you know, it's it's a it's it's a strange thing. I feel like uh, as a parent, I've learned a lot more of this because there are so many kids that are autistic. Yes. Uh, that I've that I've come to know, and uh, it's it's uh, it's definitely an interesting thing, especially uh, you know, coming at this from a nineteen. 19- 88 point of view i can't think of another movie or property or anything that featured an autistic character i think this was the one right i mean this, this must this have been kind did, of the breakout yeah I, I i i checked and there are not many the only other movie that really had a major character with mental illness was mm-hmm. that that one that got critical acclaim was one floor of the cuckoo's nest jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. character wasn't even he had nothing actually wrong with him he was just kind of a, right. of, of a dick but after that, after this, we had autistic characters start to become more in the like they became part of the conversation. People started to yeah. at least maybe perhaps better understand a little bit. This doesn't get everything yeah. right. Not every autistic person no. is, is high functioning like race. Yeah. And That's one of the big things I think about this film, though, that, that, it, that kind of bugs me to this day or watching it right now is that. It kind of did lead to that misconception. It's like there's a whole. I mean, they call it a spectrum for a reason. There's a whole right. spectrum of, of different things that can have. There's, there's not one kind of uh, autistic. There's a whole range, and they're at savant. So I'm, I'm sure I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm sure they're very, very tiny in numbers. So you know, like it's for one thing to um, to be autistic, and quite another to to be some kind of math whiz. Right. Although I have to say, like I know that it is kind of a, a known thing that uh, autistic people are kind of drawn because they they can kind of understand, it. like those kind of things make more sense uh, somehow uh, with their brains, like mathematics somehow right. uh, they like they're drawn to it. I, I know, uh, you know, uh, whole thing with Sam with uh, with origami. Uh, I know there's a huge like. Uh, uh, like there, uh, there's a lot of like uh, origami artists and all these funny things that are that are autistic because uh, it's almost kind of a you know almost a little bit of a Rain Man thing where they, they can uh, they can understand and 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 visualize um, these these patterns and mathematical uh, things way more than than uh, well way more easily than uh, someone on a you know so-called normal uh, spectrum or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a interesting thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of strange to look at it today and be like, you know, to see that they kind of do introduce the concept of autism in the thing. They even have like you know, doctor that the, they have the part where he right. the nurse is asking what's wrong with him, and he's like trying to explain, to, uh, oh, what what's he doing? Oh, he he does a whole he does a the whole Lauren. Uh, I'm sorry, Abin Costello, who's oh, on first okay. routine whenever he gets nervous, and he's and she's just looking at him. He's like, well, he, he's he's autistic, and she just doesn't know what that is, and he's trying to explain it to her. And you, to think of a concept of like a nurse now not knowing what that meant, it just you know laughs. But it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to note that they have to even explain that in a movie today. They could just say it and they wouldn't understand, it, and then everyone would yeah, understand everyone it. Gets it. Everyone gets it. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of uh, interesting to see how we progressed in the uh, you know almost thirty years it's been. Yeah. Um, it since has. then, so yeah. it's so it's also weird weird to judge it as a movie though because of that. It's it's kind of strange to see it. Kind of it is you know as as it's a trendsetter. Yeah, it's kind of impressive that they did take this character and make it a. a yeah, make a whole movie out of him, basically. Um, but I don't know. There's something a little – I don't know what I want to say insensitive. I think they do a really good job with the character. And I think Dustin Hoffman is amazing with it. Um, but I don't know. I don't, it's, it's a strange looking at it now. You, Tom Cruise's character is just the complete – you know, it's like everything he's right. doing is, is completely opposite of what you want to do. Right. <laughs> and so but, at the just, same, but at the same time, Tom Cruise's character – It works for the character. Yeah, it works for the character and for yeah. the 80s itself. Like people didn't really – Yeah. Yeah, people didn't like, like – like, Putting putting your putting the autistic child away in an yeah. asylum was, yeah. was that's what you right, did right. back then, and so you it was a thing you didn't talk about or whatnot. I have a my uh, my cousin, she is autistic, and on the, on that point, like, and she is just the most wonderful young woman in the world. It she does have there are social, you know, situations where that you know are too much for. But on that, she does. She has the greatest memory for birthdays. I will just be, I'll just be like going about my day, and I will receive a text from her saying, "Happy." Oh, by the way, tell your 
brother-in-law, your you know, <laughs> you know the, the person married to your wife's <laughs> sister that happy mm. it's happy birthday. And I was like, I didn't. How did, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. his, how did you know you like? I don't think you've even met him yet, but yet we right. told we told we said that oh it's this person's birthday, and so now she she has this uncanny ability to remember this. So on yeah. so in a so in a it's, way it's, it's fascinating how brains work. It really is. It's it's absolutely fascinating. Just there are some things that are we're not going to say wrong. There are some things that are just wired differently. Uh, and yeah. that you know allow yeah. them. For, that's really for, it all is. It just yeah, yeah I mean it's it. it's a whole other way of accessing things and. uh it's interesting now. I also I feel like I, it's almost people can get away with it more. Like as far as being out of the, uh, out of you know, person. Like people can get away with having all these all these um you know so called issues because they they don't have to. Like 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 even my my daughter has like sensory issues where where she'll get completely overwhelmed when we goes out with like lights and noise and people and stuff like that. But now, you know, everyone can sit behind their own computers and, and have completely normal existences and not have to deal as much with that in, in a weird way. Um, I don't know. We're all kind of leading towards that as it is, it seems like, as a society. We're leading away from personal <laughs> contact, stuff like that. Oh, man, we're getting into a whole weird discussion here. Yes, we are. <laughs> but, uh, said, but, um, Alex says as we are on Skype right now. Yes, exactly. Okay. We've, yeah, we've never recorded the one of these in, a, in the same. No, way. no, we haven't. <laughs> but um, okay, so we are we are going a little far off the off the movie. It's a fascinating conversation, <laughs> but I'm gonna have to stop it. We're gonna take a break, and we come back. We're gonna talk about 1988 as a whole for movies because I know you really want to get into it, Alex. Because it's a it's a good one. Year. It was a great year. It's a great yeah. year, and you'll find out why after this break. The nominees for best picture are the Accidental Tourist. Lawrence Kasdan, Charles Oaken, and Michael Grillo, producers. Dangerous Liaison, Norma Heyman and Hank Moonjean, producers. Mississippi Burning, Frederick Zolo and Robert F. Colesbury, producers. Rain Man, Mark Johnson, producer. And Working Girl, Douglas Wick, producer. And the winner is... Welcome back to the podcast. Let's talk Rain Man and the Oscars of 1988. Rain Man obviously won Best Picture. That is why we were talking about it. However, it also nabbed a ser- uh, series of one of, of the top tier awards. Best Director for Barry Levinson, Best Original Screenplay, and the coup de grace, Best Actor for Dustin Hoffman, who had previously won for Kramer vs. Kramer and... Lost out on Tootsie to Ben Kingsley, who played Gandhi. That's just that's those are two top tier actors going head to head back in 1982. Uh, it, it so they went 50% four of eight. It was also nominated for best editing. Like I said, you know, best picture films often get nominated mm. for best editing, best score. Hans Zimmer in one of his first Hollywood scores which and it's the score is actually pretty great i like that 80s reedy yeah it's like it's like it's like you're on a beach in asia somewhere it's 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 very it's a very it's very 80s music <laughs> but it works it's got the synth going on it's totally it's great uh best art direction and best cinematography as well um so those were it's comp that's where those were the films uh the the awards it was nominated for. Alex, what was its competition? What was it going up against? It had some pretty good ones. Uh, what we have, we had uh, Lawrence Kasdan's Accidental Tourist. We had uh, Dangerous Liaisons. Yes, the costume had... drama starring Glenn Close yes. and the always the always great John Malkovich. Right. Uh, we had yeah, uh, which I've never seen unfortunately. Uh, what else we have? We have, we have uh, Mike Nichols' Working Girl. That's Mike Dave the Dolphin Nichols. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which I still have not seen. I should have. Oh man, what have I been doing in my life? There's a whole, it's a whole week now. I haven't seen. By the way, I have so many people being like, "How do you not know about David Dolphin after the last podcast?" I had a bunch of people approaching me. So, I don't know. Why did that one slip under my radar? That should have, I should have well, gone right through it. You, um, you, well, you know now. And to be honest, I haven't seen it either. But just the, just the poster <laughs> alone is just the most amazing. Let's let's. It's gonna be a bonus episode. We're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to do it. <laughs> Unwittingly trained a dolphin. How do you unwittingly train a dolphin to do anything? Oh, that's 
<laughs> you must learn. Uh, and the last, the last Best Picture nominee was Mississippi Burning, yes. which I'll be honest, is the only of the bunch that I I have seen. Um, I saw it as a part of the uh, the uh, my uh, my student union actually, and uh, as a uh, interesting, uh, we, we had a whole bunch of kind of. Uh, uh, we we saw like we uh, we went through like uh, do the right thing. We saw juice. We saw, uh, oh, we saw wow. this, like, and we yeah we went through Mississippi Burning, which is so it's it's a weird one. I, at least from what I remember, that wasn't that was again that was high school, so it's been a long time. Right. Uh, I just remember it being like kind of a uh, weird how it's like one of those like um uh kind of white hero saving the uh, black man kind of well, movies. Yeah, I mean, it, it does it does have the it does have the added bonus that I think it is based on a true it's a story. Story. Yeah. Is, is it a true it story or is it just a true event yeah. because No, it's it's true. All right, so it's true so story. Yeah, Hackman, it's yeah. So Hackman plays an FBI agent and they're bro. they're investigating the disappearance and murder of the three civil rights workers down in Yeah, it was like, it was like two, Jew, uh, two Jewish guys and a black guy that got got uh, got killed down there and uh the whole uh, clan involvement and it's a uh, very uh gritty a uh, lot of uh, obviously race tension in the movie that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, it's an uh, I, that's another one I'd kind of I probably want to revisit. Although uh, critics weren't too kind to it, um, seemed kind of mixed on it. Surprisingly, for a for an Academy Award film. Although well, again, that is one of those themes, you know, that that the, the Academy does seem to love any kind of uh, you yes. know important so-called yes, absolutely. important the, themes. It's it's an important movie. Yeah. And we'll, Even if the movie itself isn't good, they'll. If it touches on those themes, though, and has some good big name actors in it, <laughs> I think that's what Sorry, uh, was that? Oh, that had something in my throat. Anyway, uh, a couple of fun Oscar facts here. Jodie Foster, uh, she's a two-time winner. This is her first um, award for best actress for *The Accused*, which is um, that's a tough movie to watch. Uh, Sigourney Weaver was nominated twice, actually, for best. Sup- Supporting actress in Working Girl and for Best Actress in Gorillas in the Mist. She, however, lost both. And I believe she is the only person to have been nominated for two awards to have lost both in the same year. And uh, I put in, put in here fun Oscar facts. Motherfucking big, yo. A morally terrible <laughs> film, but hilarious. That's this is like Tom Hanks's big <laughs> breakout role. Morally terrible. Which it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's a good it's, description. It's really... It's, when you think about it, it's really just go to crack. They have like a dozen articles on the movie. Big. It's really. <laughs> it's 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 if you watch it just as like oh this is a fun movie like it's great but oh man there's some dark shit going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a child. It's a child. It's a the whole child. movie. If you just oh, think, keep child. thinking about that, this is a child. Yeah. What are you doing? But Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tom Hanks is great. Uh, I, I I love Tom. Yeah. My, my wife hates Tom Hanks so much. <laughs> but I I love Tom Hanks. But we both agree. Big has some problems, but yeah, 1988, yes. Alex. Oh my God! Else, start? What else came out that year? Well, I'm not, the big. Can we talk about the big one first? Uh, yes, we can. Uh, I, I want to talk, talk about John. Well, let's say this is like Die Hard. I mean, come on, this is the year of Die Hard. This is the year action movies as we know them were invented. Right. I always I'm going to say I, Die Hard started the action movie. It did. That's what I'm gonna I, say. I I always thought it was earlier. I thought I was like Die Hard. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. they came out in the early 80s, just because. You oh, think of all yeah. the, I think of all these '80s movies as like everything came from Die Hard, but no, it was right. it was 1988, and it's just, it's such a good yeah. movie. It's still, it's still well, things work slower than maybe. By the time we started watching movies, all of them had been already influenced by Die Hard. It was you know Die Hard on this, so Die Hard on right. this, uh, every Die Hard on a boat, every, every, Die Hard on a uh, Die Hard on a the concept, of, yeah. On, yeah, Die Hard on a bus. You know, it doesn't. It, whatever it doesn't. It, everything. Yeah, everything was Die Hard on a something. Uh, the, the, the Joe Schmo, you know, getting thrown thrust into uh, some situation with terrorists and has to fight his way out. Except yeah. they never could get it. Even Die Hard couldn't get it. Never. They can never do it again. I. Got, and I, by the way, I refuse to admit that there are five. There are five now. How many Die Hards are there? There are five. Six. Five. I don't even know. I have not seen the most recent ones, and I refuse to. Yeah, you're not, it, they, they turn them into a modern action hero, which is more of a superhero than an everyday. Yeah, it, it, which is like a complete misunderstanding of the character. Why? Why he's so interesting and why he's so Absolutely. great? Uh, it's uh, some good, some good car stuff in Die Hard with a Vengeance. The fourth, the fourth one. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But that's the third one. No, oh, no, sorry, no fourth Vengeance. one. Which one? Uh, is it a Good Day? Vengeance Die Hard? is in New York. Yeah, no, the fourth I, one with his uh, whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> question: Die Hard two, yay or nay? 
Uh, I'm not. I'm actually not too not too keen on it. I know some people are like really like it. Uh, you know, it's one of those like those like awful sequels. I feel where they do everything the same. You know, it's it kind of repeat the whole the whole formula. You know, what I mean, sure. at least that's what I kind of appreciate with a vengeance for just at least doing something new. Even though I know it's a completely uh, they took another script and just shoved them in there, yeah. kind of deal. Um, but at least uh, I don't know if that was something different. I guess. Okay. I'm, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm a fan of Die Hard. I'm a fan of Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and totally warts and all, but all right. What else? What else came up? What else? Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yep. Uh, one of the big, like, uh, the best effects movies, I'd say, of that that okay. year or any time. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it got a, I think, got a special Academy Award for yeah special. In addition to winning the Academy Award for best visual effects, just because it was. It's so. honestly still, it's still stunning. You watch it, and it's still like, how did they do that? Because there's such a combination of every every sort of uh, special effect art, you know, yeah. thrown together. It's still pretty stunning how they did that. Uh, what else we got? We got a uh, Beetlejuice came out that year. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we got uh oh we got a lot of good comedy we got coming to america came out that year fish called wanda naked gun i mean holy crap Uh, that's just right there that's trifecta right there it's just fish called wanda winning uh kevin klein the best supporting uh uh, actor oscar uh bull durham as well i love bull Mm -hmm. durham Uh, it's near Mm -hmm. and dear to my heart it's great Uh, but yeah coming to america oh god yeah classic so so yeah it's still hilarious yeah everything about yeah, um, but Alex, yeah, what about uh, what about some of the the more genre fare? Oh, well, we have one of the better remakes of all time. I, I would I would say the Blob. I still consider that an amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a really that that more than any other movie possibly as a child, just fucked me up. It really That's did. There, that, there's that scene. The, can we the, the scene in the movie theater, right? There's a, there's a scene where the Blob yep. is. Uh, that I I when I was a little kid I would always look at the top at uh, the ceiling of the movie the theater when I would walk into one just because of the blob I swear to God, oh God. I, like, I would oh, always check there's that scene where the blob is just pulling people up and he turns around and he, he sees a guy getting sucked up into the ceiling and it's just the blob and all these writhing people getting absorbed into it oh it's such a great moment um, there's some it's really good things oh man there were so many good movies though this year uh, Night of the Demons. Came out this year, which uh, uh, I feel like it's underappreciated, uh, un- un- probably under no- underknown, unfortunately. Um, they live. Yeah. Uh, they I live. Think, I think that one's pretty well known. I'm not wearing my shirt today. Um, but but uh, <laughs> of course you have it. Uh, yeah, I do have. It. Of course I have it. Oh, Phantasm Two, which I unabashedly, I I I, I don't know if you know this, Steve. Still, Phantasm is my favorite horror series. I uh, I know. I I've, never seen, I've never seen. I've never seen the second one. <laughs> the first one i said oh no the second one see the second one's very different the first one's kind of a trippy very 70s uh very it's very 70s that's very sure. 70s very very kind of a trippy almost uh, hippie aesthetic and then it and then the, uh what well, phantasm 2 is when they got the budget and they and uh i forgot what company is it, paramount universal i forgot you may be universal that uh that picked it up and you know gave him a million dollars or whatever the hell and it turns it and it takes the the events of the first movie and it turns into like something that's happening throughout the entire world and it's crazy it, it turns the mythology of the movie on its head and it just turns into this crazy uh it turns almost like a little bit of an action movie too huh. it definitely pulls like an, an aliens or a um uh, yeah, right. you know, kind of thing where it, where it takes the the creepy first one and and makes a makes an action hero out of the ice cream man, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, it, it's a really great movie, and it's weird how well that whole series works together. That that whole series, they were all shot with you know, some of them were shot 10, 15 years in between each other, and you can watch them together, and they'll fit together. They fit together seamlessly. It's insane how, how well it does that. Like like literally the the end of the first movie ties starts. The second one starts right as the first one ends. Wow! It's, and, and it and it works, even though it's been ten years, however how many years. It's been a while. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, and I cannot, I cannot wait for fan, the new Phantasm, uh, and the also the uh, the remake of yeah. it. Even even though um, even though Tall Man died, Tall Man. Well, this this is the last movie. Yeah, it's Tall Man. It's 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 his last movie. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm 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 interested to see it. I, and it, even though uh, Cuscarelli didn't direct it actually, um, but um. I'm forgetting the director, the name of the director. Uh, but yeah, anyway, but yeah, this, this is, um, he's uh, he's great. Um, and I, oh, what's his name? Angus Grimm is uh, the name of the yes, tall man. Yes, Angus. And he was a really, really, he was like what six, four, six, five. He was a, he was a big dude. 
Um, it looks fun. a lot bigger and creepier on yeah. They, on did, film. They, they, they they did some fun camera effects to make them seem yeah yeah. Seem tall. It's always great. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, right, uh, what else? Uh, killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> killer clowns from outer space. Oh I do love my killer clowns. <laughs> what else? Monkey shines. Uh, Monkey Shines, not so much, but Monkey Shines is a fun movie. That's one of those ones I, I watched probably too many times as a kid. Um, but oh, oh, as far as a, a, like a non-genre stuff, though, Last Temptation of Christ came out this year. Yes. Which is one of Scorsese's uh, finest, I would finest. say. Yeah, he got the Best Director nomination, obviously lost, but he definitely did. Like, I think that, like, if I had to go back and do things, it didn't even get nominated for Best Picture. Uh, if I, mm-hmm. But if I had to go back, I'd be like, you put... You put Last Temptation on there, and you, it's a <laughs> yeah. fantastic movie. Yeah, uh, Alex, yeah this, God, this this year is insane. Oh man, I also this is also the year of Dead Ringers. David Cron- possibly David Cronenberg's most underrated movie. Have, have you seen Dead Ringers? I have not seen Dead have Ringers. You, oh no. my God, Jeremy Irons as twin gynecologists in a in a weird 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 Cronenberg film. Uh, that sounds very, like a Cronenberg movie already. Yeah, it, and that, that's an, that's another one where the effects are astounding because he plays two characters and they're so distinct that you know immediately what character he's playing. Like as soon as you see the character, he's he's so great in it. Jeremy Irons. That's maybe his best performance. Very underrated. Um, yeah, God, this is a really 1988 was an amazing year, dude. There was so many yeah. good movies this year. And, and, Heather's, yeah. Dirty Run Scoundrels, uh, Grave of the Fireflies. God, this it's like how could you know? Right, geez, and, 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 and we haven't even hit on the top the the, the big four. Yeah, no. Part Seven of no. Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> Halloween Four, A Nightmare on Elm Street Four, and the second uh, Jim, and, and, Jim and the second Hellraiser. I fucking love Hellraiser. <laughs> the second Hellraiser is is a uh, is a that's one of those movies. That's a, yeah, that's definitely another one that stuck with me when I was a kid. That is a brutal movie. Oh my god, that's probably. I I don't know if it's it's probably not as good as it. No, it's not as definitely not as good as the first one, but it's it's a definitely a lot gorier. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine uh, is uh, trying to convince me into doing a Hellraiser marathon, and I think it's Ooh. probably the worst idea he's had. I mean, I'm Ooh, talking about. I, I think it's like eight or nine now, dude. Uh, <laughs> I don't man, know if like, I can. You got you, you got to start drinking early on, so then you black out during the back half of that. <laughs> 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 apparently did you hear this is gonna be a weird segue but did you hear that the latest uh, Hell, hellraiser movies are apparently like kind of skinamax films that they stuck pinhead into that's what he told me at least i'm not sure if that's true or not but apparently they took like other it's sort of like they pulled like a diehard with a vengeance and took other scripts and just shoved pinhead into it <laughs> just to get up. we should Christ. do it eight <laughs> oh my god! And everyone, co- sorry, apologies, uh, apologies to everyone who came here expecting us to talk about Oscar movies. By the way, <laughs> and, now t- and now we're talking about the Cenobites. So, it's really, <laughs> why haven't they gotten an Oscar? Seriously, why haven't the Hellraiser movies gotten it? Because they're Skinamax films now. But okay, so 1988, great genre year, pretty good year for movies overall. Oh, and it's an amazing year. There's every every genre you could possibly ask for. It's got a got a like a classic got, in it. You know, it's got classic horror, classic action, classic comedy, everything. It's good. Something it's good year. for everybody and alienation. Yep. I love alienation. Fight anyone who says they don't like alienation. But we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're finally going to start talking about Rain Man. I promise you. Stick around, please. Yeah, my dad lets me drive slow on the driveway. I'm an excellent driver. Are you sure that you drive this car? Of course, only 28 miles on the odometer since I drove it a week ago last Saturday. Should be more than 28 miles. Look, my boyfriend is coming. Of course, today's Monday. I, I, I always drive the car on Saturday. I never drive on Monday. What is this? Who is this guy? I don't know. She jumped into the car. Yeah, we can jump out. I'm an excellent driver. Yeah, that's good. Come on, come on. What'd you let him get in this car? He it's not a he, toy. He says he drives this car. Dad lets me drive slow on the driveway every Saturday. Of course, the seats were originally brown leather. Now they're pitiful red. You know, these seats were brown leather. You know this car? I know this car. How do you know this car? I definitely know this car. It's 1949 Buick Roadmaster Straight 8 Fireball 8. Only 8,095 production models. Dad lets me drive slow on the driveway, but not on Monday. Definitely not on Monday. Who's your dad? Sanford Babbitt. Who? Sanford Babbitt? 10961 Beach Crest Street, Cincinnati, Ohio. 
That's my address. I mean, what is it with this guy? Hey, who's your mother? Eleanor Babbitt. Eleanor? Died January 5th, 1965, after a short... Who the hell are illness. you? Uh-oh. Huh? Hold, wait a second. Where are you going? 13 minutes to Judge Wapner. The Wapner? People's court. Hold, wait a second here. I want to ask you a question. Put your witness in real participants are not... Hey, I'm talking to you. Bruner, who is this guy? Raymond is your brother. Welcome back to the podcast. Definitely an excellent podcast. Definitely an excellent podcast. Definitely, definitely an excellent podcast. Alex, we're talking about Rain Man. Uh, so yes, sir. Tell us. Okay, let's, let's let's just get into it. What do you mm-hmm. think of this movie? I enjoyed it. I I don't know if I'd consider it a best picture contender, but considering it's it's one of those ones you kind of have to consider the the time and the place kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I, I I feel I feel like it's a very good movie. I, I I really I enjoyed it. I love Tom Cruise in it. I think he's a you know it's like I don't know with all his craziness. Sometimes we forget about what a massive movie star he is and how good he is at what he does. Um, but he he's he's great in this movie. He he completely sells this character and this character's growth and this character really. I mean he really does learn what it's like to to, to care for somebody over the course of the film and it really it really comes through. Um, Dustin Hoffman kind of has, you know, he settled with a really I mean, hard role. I mean, it, but he, he hard. He, uh, but it also, yeah, yeah. I, it's you know, it's how do I describe this? Uh, I, I basically, I saw this. I, I saw this play. Uh, I'm gonna forget the name of it. Oh my god, we'll get back to that later. Please talk um, with me. No, no, the oh god, the dog. Yes, curious the dog. I keep forgetting the name. Yeah. Of it. Curious. Curious incident with a dog in the yeah. Wait, what is it? Oh god, I never. I had it actually got tickets. Uh, the curious incident curious of the dog inc- in the night. Oh, there right. we go. Curious incident of the dog in the night. Um, that play has an amazing uh, description of what it's like to be someone with sensory issues, and it has this whole thing where this character goes and takes the subway by himself, and in the in the actual you know physical play, um, where it just it you get the sense of how overwhelming it is for somebody whose whose brain just doesn't work the same way as, as yours, and it's just completely overwhelming, completely overstimulating, and it's it's frightening, and um, I feel like this this movie actually does a pretty good job of explaining what it's like inside. Uh, inside uh, Raymond's head inside uh, Raymond's head it, it's it's it when he goes to a new place and he's, he's out of his out of his uh his whole uh, world he just doesn't know what, what to do and he gets completely overwhelmed and his whole brain just right. basically shuts down and there, in the film it's some really really t- intense crazy moments that uh that really make you feel as if you understand completely what's going on in, in, yeah. in his head and, and uh, until I saw that play I kind of I felt like that was the the best uh the best description of, or, you know, the best uh, visualization of, of what it must be like. Obviously I don't know myself, but that, that I can imagine that's what it feels like. Um, but, and I feel like, I do feel like the movie does a good job of that too. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really, he's, he's pretty great. And I feel like, uh, I mean, there, there's some tough roles in this. Yeah. No, no, I was, I was going to say, you, you can't, you can't underestimate, Hoffman's dedication to this role, like it's very hard to play, like every like every role is hard. It, like if you're acting, it's it's difficult, but it's very hard to like, especially for someone who is like Dustin Hoffman, who is so incredibly seasoned and he's one of the finest American actors to play a character that he has no arc of himself. He is basically he's unchanged he's he's unchanged throughout this it's just him trying to cope with it's him trying to force a routine upon the outside world the best way he can because that's all he knows so like i to just be doing that the entire time for the yeah two, the two hour 15 two hours and 15 minutes of this movie it's it's a lot for him to do and there's no and there's no payoff because you're 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 affecting the change in the other character, but there's nothing that you can do. Like, even though you know, because you're, because you're acting right now and that's all you can't, you can't bring any of the other stuff. The actors, your co-stars are, right. are, are, are giving you and like adjust it and internalize it and then bring it and then spit it out later on in the film as a revelation or a change. It's just, I am, I am this way. And it, it has to be frustrating for mm-hmm. any for any actor, but I imagine doubly so for 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 Dustin Hoffman as well. 
But luckily, yeah. he's with Tom Cruise, and Tom, and I wish there were more movies that won Best Picture with Tom Cruise, because I love Tom Cruise so much, <laughs> and I want any excuse to talk about him. But he, but you're right, he's absolutely great. He played, you know, it's this is the height, this is the height of his early, his early yeah. fame, and he's, I, most of the time I say Tom Cruise isn't acting, and I just kind of assume here he's not really acting either. He's just like this is just a slightly more exaggerated dickish Tom Cruise that we have, and he's perfect. He's perfect for it. No, I wouldn't say that though, because he's definitely. I mean, he gets there. There's a lot of emotion there. It, it, there's there's a it's a surprisingly emotional emotional film with you know you're playing with somebody who has no emotions too. Like you're Dustin Hoffman has no emotions, you know, really at all that he shows except for fear. Um, and Tom Cruise's character is just uh, you know he doesn't show his emotions. So right. it's a very, yeah. for an emotionless uh, movie, it also is filled with a lot of emotion. There's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of brotherly love that comes out. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, there's yeah. this caring persona that comes out of Tom Cruise that you wouldn't expect. Uh, and I think he I think he completely sells it. Oh, he absolutely uh, does. He absolutely. One of the, uh, I, I heard, I read, uh, or actually listened to an interview about, uh, I think it was one of the Doctor Who's, he's, play, he's playing a, a father of, to an autistic kid. And he I think he put it best where he's saying, you, it's not about you. It's not about you bringing them into your world. It's about you inserting yourself into theirs. And there's so there's the scene mm-hmm. at the end with in the diner when uh, they're trying to get trying to get pancakes, and mm-hmm. then you know, and then you know, Raymond always needs the maple syrup to be out first. And there's the maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise already has it. And I in that moment I thought, there's the love. There's the there's that. Mm-hmm. There's that brotherly connection yeah. that had been just slowly building up. It just incrementally, you almost don't even notice it because there's so many moments of of outbursts. Of, you know, when they're, yeah. when they're like even when they're dancing, like you know, Raymond Raymond freaks out when um, when Charlie tries to give him a hug. It, it but it, mm-hmm. it it sells itself so on. There's no big there are no big flourishes. There's no big speeches. It's just. These these little these little moments and it's and it's a beautiful film yeah. like that sold on sold by these two wonderful actors. Oh, and the the biggest I mean the most emotional moment involves him just leaning his head forward. I mean, there's a part where they they just they connect and he just uh, Dustin Hoffman's character just Raymond just leans his head and touches uh, his brother and and it's 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 a it's a it's a generally like you know heart heartstrings tugged it, it uh, moment. It's 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 a it's a huge moment, especially when you realize what it means for that character who's who's just completely uh, got a phobia of being touched at all in any way. Um, it's it's a huge moment, and it's such a little tiny thing, and it's it's amazing how well that works. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of great moments to it. I I, I don't know. There's something about it being. I don't know if, what it is. I guess maybe because of the fact that he is a savant. It's like I feel like like well, why does he have to be a savant in the movie? Except for the the, the counting cards whole moment, which really I don't know. Did that really add too much? It was like kind of like a, you know him uh, bonding with his brother kind of thing. It, but even though I, he's, I think I, th- I think it did. It helped. It, it helped. Yeah. It helped Charlie's plot a little bit. You know, so he's able. To, he's at least able to pay off his debts, even though he ends up losing. Like you know, he lost. He's, he, yeah. he, he basically ends up with his pockets right, out at the end. I feel like his, his boss business could have been left out completely, you know, like they didn't need to have him. Yeah. Cause they barely, he just, no, he I, once in a while, he, he doesn't seem so overly concerned with his business, even though, I don't know, even everything is going, he seems more concerned about, you know, winning over kind of his, his father's love in a way, or, you know, getting right. that a little that back and get, or getting what's rightfully his as a, as a, as an heir to right. his son, I, as the son. Um, I I like the inclusion of Charlie's business. I don't I don't I'm still not entirely sure what he was doing. I think he's some sort of like weird middleman for car mm-hmm. car sales. But I I like that mm-hmm. it gave him it gave him something outside of the, of the story and it's also it's a driving force for him as well. To, so so it's not just like oh he he's driving he, force. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he doesn't just wake up he doesn't just wake up an asshole who's dad has died he's an asshole who has this other thing on the side it helps establish yeah, his character seem, the thing is he doesn't really seem i mean he's 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 not I, I, he, I, he, I, we're, we're strong with it in for you know five minutes in the beginning and then he's like a couple phone calls so yeah, like, I, mean, I, you know, I, I think i think he's i think he's stressed out and it also helps to represent like the stuff he is like he's losing a lot because of this because of this, right. and also, well, I mean, also, also, what's, the, what's the girl? His, his girlfriend, though, is should have you know. I mean, because like, that's kind of her only. She has kind of a thankless role. Oh, totally. um, fun, fun, fun so, fact. 
my favorite part. So it's uh, Val. Mm. It's what's her name? Valeria Golino. She plays Susanna, mm. the girlfriend to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in Top Gun. Valeria Golino was in Hot Shots as Ramada. Mm. <laughs> That's where I know her by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot Shots and Hot Shots of, part, and, and part and part two, and both movies which were a parody <laughs> of Top Gun, and they're. Mm. Uh, some my favorite work by Charlie Sheen. By just just by the way, <laughs> yeah. right. as it rightfully should be. As, as, so, um, in the original script, uh, Charlie actually gains custody of Raymond. He he he, he wins. That's yeah. yeah. That's do you, weird. Like, yeah. Do you think it, would that lessen it? And do you think they made the right choice in not doing that? Yes, I think they made the right choice. It, 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 he has to. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's that great moment at the end where they kind of do show that you know Raymond, even though he thinks he's you know he thinks he's connecting with Raymond on this new level, you you find out that no, he's he really he does need this help. He, this this guy, even though he is high functioning, he can't be out in the world. He he'll eat him alive. Um, I kind of like that it's shown he he Tom you know Tom Cruise's character is shown protecting him uh, quite a bit actually. He protects him from the uh, the uh, the call girl in the uh, <laughs> in the bar yeah. and. And uh, all this other stuff, um, but you know, I, I kind of enjoyed that that part of him where he's kind of like you know playing as his parents or a little kind of a guardian to him for a while. But I don't, you know, it's the kind of thing. It's like how could this guy ever keep it up? So I don't know. It, it, like it would require a, an, an arc. I don't think you know would have been believable in a week's span that this guy would have changed that much that he's going to go from being this freewheeling, you know, fast car driving asshole to taking care of a, a grown man right. who, who's basically a child, uh, exactly. as far as you know, his, I would just, you know, get his Mott's apple juice and everything. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it would have been completely, it would have pulled me out completely at the end. If, if all of a sudden he just decided to give up everything, give up his whole life and well, take care well, of this person. Well, like, I, well, I mean, he was, he was willing to, he was willing to do that. It's the fact that, he was willing I, to say he was, though. I don't, right. you know, it's like I feel like he okay. wasn't. Okay, but but, but still, like, the the, 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 the uh, stakes were there. Yeah. But he does, but like it's yeah. decided that no, this is you are not yeah. you're not gaining custody of him because because honestly, oh, it could have been a really yeah. I was gonna say it could have been like a really dark ending and have him do that and just like completely messing up with the task yeah. and eventually <laughs> giving up yeah. or you know just just a really really dark ending with him just like looking like you know drinking whiskey and staring off, right. wondering what he did with his life. <laughs> But that's but that's for the darker alternative sequel, Rain Man Two, Electric Boogaloo, of course. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's that it I, it's the right choice for him for Charlie to not gain custody, and also like Char, like as I said before, Charlie kind of he loses out on everything. His business closes down. He just has you know I think he paid off. I think he maybe has a couple thousand dollars left because of all the money he won in, in Vegas, and he doesn't get the money either so like it so he really like it was it was important for him to like lose all of the bullshit exterior 1980s yeah. uh, right. trappings to get to, <laughs> and to, and arri- to never arrive in the casino <laughs> right to to <laughs> arrive at this point of, of his uh yeah and, and he does he doesn't want tom cruise sells it but it i think in the end i think if spielberg had stayed on charlie probably would have ended up with with the Raymond, and, oh, that, and that would have, yeah. and that, and that would, and that would have, I yeah. think that would have. There have really been a whole rapper. It would have started out with him, like taking care of him when they're eighty, <laughs> and then it would have been a flashback. It would, right. they would have put like a same, same Bright Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> where it starts out with him dead, and like Tom Cruise looking down, he's like gray. <laughs> And then it'll end with him, no. like you know, by his brother's side, and his brother turning yeah. to him and with like a light and being like, "I always loved you, definitely loved you," you know, something like that. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so we're glad that didn't happen. We're glad him, but it also does speak yeah. to the. Um, I love I love Spielberg, but he oh yeah. god the small sometimes. The small sometimes it do, it does speak to the <laughs> to the the truth that a lot of the times for people with uh, handicaps, you know, autism and whatnot. The family is the least qualified to help. They mm. should not be the ones doing it. You should. They should be with professionals. They should even. They should be with strangers and people, or like even just caring strangers who do not like you know because like well, we because no, but it's, it's, I mean, it's not. All, it's, 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 it's not your all life life. though. You know, right. it's, it's going to be your. It's going to be your life thing. It's that's that's the hardest part about it. It's like you have exactly. to give up whatever you were doing. 
and and do this full time. So it's it's a whole you know most people are probably not equipped for that right. or ready for that. You know, yeah. you expect and oh so, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a kid. And they're gonna go out, and you know, eighteen years, I'll be, I'll be done, like, like I'm hoping. <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> kids, Aviva and Sam, Aviva and Gemma, you better be, you better be out the door. <laughs> Four, Fourteen years, I got the countdown clock going. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but no, I mean, you, you would, you, you know, you, you wouldn't expect to, to have to take care of a, a child the rest of your life. That's, it's, it's incredible. I don't want to say burden. It's not a burden, but it's it's a, you have to you know you have to put a whole big part of yourself into it that I, I would assume most people are not ready to give. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's why I, I don't want, that's why I don't want the character to. That's why I would have hated if. Uh, oh, it's not. We it would have been an awful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I, I definitely like how it ended, and uh, I enjoyed the film. Like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. I, 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 if I'd seen it today, and you told me, you know, I had known that it was a best picture nominee, I wouldn't have expected. It, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't. Even I, though, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't strike me as a as best picture. It, mostly because I think we walk into movies with this expectation of best picture is going to be this serious costume drama with. You know all these like big highfalutin themes, and this is this is literally this is just a road movie. This is just two guys on a road yeah. trip that they that they filmed like basically in in real time. They just like they went to a place, they filmed the scene, and they kept filming. But so it's so it's very un unmodern. Like there were a lot of, there were a lot of movies that didn't feel like Oscar winners back in the day, but I think the the Academy has become very narrow in its focus of what is and is not an Oscar, an Oscar winner. And this is definitely outside of that focus. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, oh, this I, could have been the start, like like you said before, this might have, could, could have been the start of, of this whole, uh, you know, uh, social uh, socially minded academy, I guess, that, uh, that, that we're looking at. Uh, yeah, possibly. I uh, mean, I these mean, kind very, of roles that people stepping up to. Yeah, very possibly. Um, but you can draw, I think, Rain Man, like, when I... When when we when we said like oh we're gonna watch Rain Man like ah oh, like, like Rain Man like yeah that one best picture like did it deserve it but upon thinking about it and talking with my very very smart wife um, you can draw a line from Rain Man to so many other films that are shall we say Oscar baiting you like mm-hmm. without, without Rain Man we don't have What's Eating Gilbert Grape. We don't mm-hmm. have Forrest Gump, which was actually being developed at around the same time as here, yeah. at the same well, we'll, studio. We'll talk about that one. And we, we are so <laughs> going to talk about Forrest Gump. And we're love it. And, you know, I Am Sam and that Cuba Gooding Jr. movie and just it's radio, I think it was. But you know, yeah. there, there's a lot. It's, right. it's like that. this movie opened the open yeah. the door on this kind of this kind of acting it's tropic you know, thunder try yeah tra- like we wouldn't like we wouldn't have the like you like you never go full the uh, yeah yeah you know, <laughs> that uh that uh that whole thing yeah like it's like it's because it's because of this film it's because of, and so yeah like and i do the more i think about it the more i like i am so i keep falling in love with this movie again and again and again and i do think it it actually deserves it Mostly because you know, maybe, just, maybe maybe because I haven't seen the other like all the other films. I saw Mississippi Burning. Yeah, I haven't, I, I, I haven't I'll, seen the other ones. And obviously, a bunch I would have picked this. Yeah, yeah, I and, mean, and I clearly and I haven't seen many of the genre movies. Like, like <laughs> obviously, like I said, I did. I did, so I did say Die Hard. Obviously, should have won. Die Hard should have won. Last Temptation should have won. They they weren't they weren't for, for like even yeah. Last of, Temptation is one that should have at least been nominated. I feel like if you're going to pick like a serious movie, I mean, freaking, you know, did passion get a nomination? Uh, Didn't it? Or was it not? I don't even know. I don't, um, I don't remember. Passion, whatever the hell. Passion's a good movie. By the way. I like that movie. I like yeah, that movie it's well. a good horror. It's a good horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Born. Yeah. But, no, it's, but um, some guy named Jesus. Guy named Jesus. So, um, but, uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah. Against this, uh, well, in, in a historical context, you know, it's weird. It says about thirty-year-old movie. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as that, yeah. I to to bring the fact that it had a uh, you know a main uh, an autistic main character. Um, that I mean, and the fact that it, it brought it out into the consciousness, even if I don't know if it, you know, I mean, as a stupid kid, I remember it's people making jokes about the character all the time and using the voice and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time. Uh, I, you know, I think it definitely 
Yeah, it's definitely good. Uh, brought it into the into the consciousness of uh, you know. It's so as far as putting it out there, yeah. I mean, the, as far as that, it's, it's probably an important film in that regards. Yeah, maybe not only just just to get movie stars with uh, uh people on the spectrum uh, roles, um, but um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I I think of the bunch. Yeah, I, I would give the nod to it. I think Academy did a a good job of that. And as far as also as far as which is stuck with us, because I mean, if you look at any of the other ones, I mean, as any none of the other ones are even known compared no. to Rain Man. Yeah, not really. No, Rain Man. Rain, was, is... Rain Man was the highest grossing movie of 1988. Die Hard came out in 1988. Rain Man still made more mo- more money than goddamn Die Hard. <laughs> About two years. It's a long, a long movie too. Very long movie. I never, I never, Less I never screen. felt, the, I never felt its length. Uh, a great, a, no, great, a great movie is never too boosts. long. Uh, bad movies never too short, or whatever it is. Ebert, <laughs> this movie, this, this movie is exactly as long as it needs to be. I, yeah. I, I, it's, it's breezy. It's, it's fun too, and the dialogue in it. It's much like this conversation. We're sort of talking over each other, interrupting one another. You don't always get. Yeah. It's like kind of an ultimate <laughs> film. You don't always, you don't always get that in a lot of, especially a lot of best picture winners. It's all very. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows, hits their lines. They know their place. Sure. They react appropriately. This is their constantly. Yeah, I do appreciate what it's. Yeah, what it's a little realistic uh, dialogue like that, and um, yeah, it does feel like all. I don't know how much of it is ad lib. I don't really know too much about the production of it, but uh, I know the uh, you could def- uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the scene in the phone booth where one of, where I think Raymond farts. That was completely ad libbed. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's not actually did fart. did fart. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking point, Raymond. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a good point. Yeah, and and, Kuda, and you know, I never think of Tom Cruise as like quick on his feet, but he's he's, mm-hmm. he's pretty quick on his feet. Like he he holds mm-hmm. he holds his own holds his own on this one. It's uh, it's, it's, it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we are—I believe—we are running out of—we're uh, running out of time now. Yes, we are approaching the end. So, Alex, uh, final uh, final decision. Your your uh, yeah, I, I give it a—I give him Oscars a thumbs up for this one. This is a yeah, it's it's a really good film. I I I, I still have some reservations about it. I I, but at the same time, I I really enjoyed it. The performances are amazing. Um, still works. Still still holds up. I would I would watch it. You know, like if you hadn't seen it, I would I would give it a shot. Nice. Yeah, I w- I too. Definitely think this movie deserves the Best Picture Oscar. It opened the door for the conversation about uh, the aut- autism and autism spectrum here in um, you know yeah, the world. Really, this is the first major film mm-hmm. that features a character, uh, certainly a sympathetic main character like that. That is not just for comedic laughs or anything like that right. a very very realistic performance I don't, I don't think that had been done before and it probably still hasn't been done as well since i mean probably, probably not as well they, probably not as well and I, they, they don't I, I don't think they they nail it because you know like i it it, it yeah it, no that's what happens he's amazing he really is he's amazing in most things he's just he's just that's, he's just not he's, he's great he's he's he's, <laughs> he's, an, he's an american treasure he's an american treasure so um Academy, good job on 1988's Rain Man. You definitely made the right choice. Uh, Alex. Yes. Let's see what we're going to do next week, shall we? Let's roll it up. Okay. Let's roll got it up. my dice ready. Run. Oh, what do we got? Seven. Uh-oh. We're going back again. Uh-oh. What's, what's uh, number seven? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, seven. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh wait! This is got, uh, it happened one night. Ah, so excited! It happened one night. It it's, happened, uh, yeah. yeah, Frank Capra, Clark Gable, John Colbert. Capra. This our fir- second. Our second Capra. This is the fr- uh, one of only three movies to have uh, taken the the top five Oscars. So, oh, this is this is all good. right. This is this will be this will be this will be, this will be, this will be good. Wow. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, Mom, cool. I know you're going to be looking forward to this one. Shout out to uh, to Mom up in Massachusetts. So, uh... <laughs> oh, okay, uh-huh. this will be okay. This will be fun. All right, so we're going to do uh, so we're going to do it happened one night next week, and there should also be a patent coming shortly thereafter. So, uh, so stick around for that, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Oscar Watch. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram at Oscar Watch Pod. 
You can write to us at OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, we love hearing your feedback. Alex, where can people find you if they want to get in touch? Find me on Twitter, Alex Riviello, or just AlexRiviello.com. Keep up on my current writings and scribblings and all such. Yeah. Yes, and if you want to talk any number of genre films, I'm sure he's up for that as well. <laughs> any Hellraiser 1 through 8, we can do it. <laughs> yeah, we can. I think we're, will, we're going to have to have... He will live tweet all eight films. <laughs> what was it, Hellraiser? nine? <laughs> there might be nine. I don't even know. Who knows? That's, Nobody knows. That seems like that seems about maybe eight too many. The first Hellraiser is just so good. <laughs> The first three, I want to say. I'll I'll give you the first, but still, that's a a lot of Hellraiser. It's a lot of Hellraiser. So, uh, this has been Oscar Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. But perhaps before then, we'll see you at the movies. Take care.